my name is John Garfield. It's uh, September 23rd, 2018. Um, this week I want to talk to you about a connected heart. We use that term uh, quite a bit and I thought I'd just spend some time defining it. We're also, uh, we'll be in Berlin uh, August uh, 5th through the 7th and in uh, the Netherlands October, I said August, October 8th through uh, the 14th. Uh, so last week's blog, uh, From Surfs to Surplus, is a preview of what I felt the Lord is wanting to share there. Uh, and this one is as well. So um, I want to give you a quote from a guy named David Brin. We're in an era where the forces of feudalism know this is their last shot at maintaining power. <laughs> that's important for Europe because uh, feudalism and serfs were uh, like the norm over there. 80 or 90 percent of Europeans for a thousand years lived as serfs so um, the uh, the powers that uh, control people the forces of evil uh, also the people are uh, are being uh, moved out of the way a la a reformation that the 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 light of his glory is shining on uh, dark places and evil is being exposed so this manor lords and serfs narrative has been uh, a long cultural fact of life from the Middle Ages to modern corporate, political, and social hierarchy. You know, 1,500 years. Uh, the surf mentality is actually necessary to sustain oppression. This quote I read is both prophetic and secular at the same time. It points to the next reformation in the freedom God's kingdom brings to cultures and nations and individual hearts. It's a bottom-up heart-driven process. People can be liberated from oppression um, but uh, if their surf mentality is not changed, they will find another tyrant like a moth drawn to the flame. As serfs, we can be our own worst enemy. Uh, wars, revolutions, and elections will not save us. It's only the Spirit of God. Worse yet, we carry our own surf mentality, our own surf mentality, into our relationship with God. And we assume He loves worshipful allegiance. Uh, self-depreciating humility and sacrificial obedience. Our Father is looking for sons to relationally populate His council in heaven and to displace principalities on earth. We're setting captives free. Um, that we're heroic overcomers who can do exploits and triumph in warfare. The kingdom is much more about collaboration, cooperation, initiative, and co-laboring than we thought possible. <laughs> it's amazing. Sons are, are these people that just have this permission from God to be themselves and do exploits. Listen to 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Um, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness in ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So we reflect his glory, <clears throat> even when we think we don't, and we get better and better at it as time goes by, uh, because we gain purity and we gain clarity on our, on our calling. So I hear lots of stories from businessmen who try to explain their success in terms of obedience. In other words, something like, God told me to do it. It sounds spiritual, like we're really connected with God, but it's often a cover for a disconnected heart. The surf offering of sacrificially doing what our heart doesn't enjoy is not a sustainable path to life. That will kill you. <laughs> Religion will kill you. <laughs> 
So obedience is not a good reason to do anything. We must know our own heart's desires and our Father's heart's desires. And our initiative has to flow from our own heart as well as our Father's. So John 15, 15 says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends before everything that I've learned from my Father, I've made known to you. So he wants to share his strategies and his plans with us so that we can implement them on earth. So this transition from servant to son, we've got a paragraph in there that I'm going to skip. Uh, there's lots of stuff I can't get to in this blog, so I encourage you to read it. There's also a great graphic in it. Um, so what does a connected heart look like? God made us in his image in three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And being connected being, means those three parts are being integrated and pulled in the same direction. Now there's a teaching uh, from Ephesians, or excuse me, Hebrews 4, I think it's 11. says where uh, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword dividing asunder the soul and spirit. What that means in the Greek is God's word penetrates our spirit and it penetrates our heart. It doesn't say to separate them, okay? Um, when you separate your heart and spirit, um, that's when you get disconnected, okay? It's not healthy emotionally, spiritually, or psychologically. So when all three of the, our spirit, soul, and body are pulling in the same direction, that's healthy, okay? So all three get re represented. So my spirit, uh, what's what's the job of my spirit? It's designed to access heaven. It's to participate in his counsel and play my role in bringing heaven to earth. My seer gift is activated through my spirit to see what my father is doing. That's my why. That's what. That's the marching orders for my soul. And my soul is rejoicing in God. I can love. I can dream. I can dance. I can pursue my heart's desires. I can turn dreams into plans. I can celebrate victories and hear my father say, "Well done." It's fun. And if it if things go south and you go through some kind of trial, you can survive that. You, you can see the forest for the trees. And um, <clears throat> in terms of uh, on earth, I can implement those dreams and, and desires of my heart with my Father's authority. And I can access wisdom and create wealth. I can multiply seed, manage my metron. It's fruit. That's what I do in my body. So the result is that in this one package, me... I understand why I'm here, I know who I am, and I'm engaged in fulfilling the destiny in my mountain. And I'm integrated with myself. I'm one with my father, one with the brothers and sisters whom I work with and worship with. And uh, it's, it's like life is not that complicated. <laughs> we don't have to be something we're not. We don't have to pretend to be super spiritual. Um, it's not necessary and it's not balanced. So um, there's a graphic um, that we've outlined these same points in that I suggest you take a look at. So what does um, a disconnected heart look like? If I get stuck, uh, what does a disconnected heart look like? If I get stuck in my spirit, I end up dysfunctional. Uh, I'm hyper-spiritual, I'm struggling with finances and relationships because I only value spiritual things and I despise everything practical. It's all theory, prophecy, teaching, and no application. Empty clouds and clanging cymbals. Um, and the other thing I want to just throw in here, <clears throat> men cannot relate to that. Men cannot relate to someone who's 
imbalanced in their spirit, you know, too much spirit. So if I get stuck on a soulish level, I can be intellectual, theological, unloving, philosophic, proud, political, ego-driven, self-centered, and starve for attention. It's narcissistic. <laughs> it's a disaster. And it's pretty common, especially in the unsaved world. And the last one is if I get stuck in the physical realm, I can be carnal, greedy, and display an addictive lifestyle. Uh, addicted to uh, substances, addicted to sex, um, lots of ways that can go south if your you know, physical body is overemphasized. So we've listed 12 fruits of a connected heart. So once I cross the bridge into his counsel and realize that God delights in the desires of my heart, my identity shifts. I'm happy to be myself. I can trust the desires of my heart now and I'm connected with my father's heart and I'm courageous and I'm actually exhibiting a soulish leadership style. <clears throat> So let me, you know, make this clear. We're connected with our spirit. Our spirit has its proper influence, but you cannot relate to other people <clears throat> just through your spirit. Okay, your personality, yourself has to come through. So I've listed 12 more um, uh, attributes of being connected. I encourage you to take a look at the blog. But let's just close in prayer. So Father, we're on the eve of a reformation. It's happening right now in the United States. The, these last year or two has seen more positive change than the last hundred. And uh, Jesus, we just thank you for shining the light of your glory and your mercy and your grace on this nation, that you're uncovering darkness and paving the way for your righteousness and for a reformation. Father, we're, we're standing with Europe. We're asking, Father, that you would sweep over Europe by your spirit. And Lord, as we go to Berlin in two weeks or week and a half, uh, Father, we're asking that, Father, you would go with us and teach us how to pray. And when we're in the Netherlands, Father, I'm asking that your word would just hover over that land and that, Father, you would brood over your people and release the Netherlands to be, uh, Father, those who cross borders and take the take uh, the message of kingdom around the world, that you would reestablish trade routes that were um, in their prime in, in the 1600s, Father, and you would just reestablish the business and the political and the, the, the leadership capability of that nation. So Father, we bless the Dutch, we bless Germany, we bless Europe, we bless Russia, Father. We're asking that you would just brood over these nations, the cradle of civilization, and that Father, you would restore um, your glory, you would store uh, a love among your people for your for yourself and for your glory. We release your spirit, Father. We're inviting you to those nations. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless. Have a great week. Um, keep this trip in prayer. It's going to be exciting. It's always a party. It's always more fun than you could ever imagine. It's always amazing what God does. And uh, I am really excited to go, <laughs> if you can't tell. <laughs> God bless. See you next week.